0: Hello, this is Lori Koppelman. Thank you for joining us for the Clutter Chronicles podcast, one woman's journey through stuff. This is a serial podcast about a recovering hoarder named Mary, who lets me ask her anything I want about her struggle. She is honest and brave every single conversation. Please help us get the word out so that people who might benefit from hearing our conversation get wind of our show. You can do that in many ways by reviewing our show and telling other people about it. Nothing beats a personal recommendation. You may also want to consider becoming a patron at patreon.com, a place that pairs digital creators like me with people who want to support them, maybe someone like you. Last time, Mary was starting to tap resources that were proving quite helpful. In today's conversation, Mary describes the hope she is allowing herself to feel now that she's moving stuff Out of the number one position in her life. Hi, Mary. Hello, Lori. Welcome back. We've been chit-chatting in my studio, um, getting reacquainted again. It's been several months. I think it was probably three and a half months. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Since we've recorded of course we keep in touch in between um here and there but yeah it was it was over three months ago since we've talked and i did my homework this time i'm not gonna throw you (laughs) under the bus and just say bring us up to date on your life mary go um because uh that was bad hi so (laughs) last time there was a lot going on with you Um, You had just cleared out your garage. You were bringing a new puppy into your life. Um, You had said this is the highest chaos, which is telling because you've had a lot of chaos Mm -hmm. since we've been talking. And so one of the ways I want to start out is asking you, because that garage getting cleared out was a grieving thing for you and that was the source of the chaos I think and Mm -hmm. also because it seemed like wow I can do this shit Mm -hmm. now do I have to do this Mm
1: -hmm.
0: do I want to do this what's after this I don't know I'm making up maybe some of the questions that were going through your head but where do things stand with that empty space that your garage at least then was empty um what is what is that space? Where are you at
1: with that space right now? Okay. <clears throat> so what's interesting is we're entering into spring, which might or might not come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the jury's
0: still out on that one.
1: <laughs> and I'm um, anxious to open up that garage and figure out what's next. Because what's left in there is stuff to go. And there's also some stuff that has been kind of thrown in there in haste in the winter and every time I think I'm going to get at it we have a snowstorm mm-hmm. but what's interesting is the anxiety isn't the same because I know that I'm not opening up the garage to a packed sardine garage I am opening up to something that's feasible and so I feel like I would have this head start for spring where I'm not starting where I've started the last few springs are you parking in it we aren't, only because the way the vehicles line up, we have three vehicles that we drive and the boat. Um, it just wouldn't work to put the big vehicle in there with the boat. Okay. It, you can't. I mean, you could. We thought about getting these little things to push the boat, you know, on little wheels to push it as far over to the right as we can because we switched the boat from the left to the right, which is a whole other big deal because I, most of my stuff was on the left and the boat was on the left. It was like surrounded by crap and now I have everything on the left and the boat on the right and we thought about buying these I forget what they're called but they're kind of like movers where you could move shift the boat around but it occurred to my husband what would keep it from rolling down the the driveway if it got shifted a little too far ahead or something I maybe they have stops I don't know I'm rambling but I guess what I mean is um what, what's been coming to me lately is the feeling of trapped hmm. and I, I would say that when I emptied out that garage it was one trap that I released from my life and now I'm anxious to get to it because I have stuff in my house that could come out in the garage which would be the next step to getting it gone I just need to load the truck I need to you know get stuff kind of there's just, if you think about it, let's say you were just going to organize one room or, or or get rid of stuff in a room. What's the process? You would sort them out, then you would haul them to the garage, or you'd put them in the car. I haven't been able to do that. So any sorting I do, I'm still at this bottleneck of not being able to get them out. So I'm anticipating spring as being kind of a ship shape, things are going, gone thing because I have so many things waiting I have been also fighting with my own obstacles of if I can't do it all, I won't do any, any of it. Mm-hmm. And I've been chipping away at things that I can do. So if I'm going to be down in the south suburbs and there's a consignment shop there and I have five items that I know are only five of a hundred that I could bring them, but I can only reach these five, I've grabbed the five and I've brought it to mm-hmm. them. And I, I I feel that the weight of anxiety has lifted so much from the cleaning of the garage. that It's giving me permission to do things to me are, fr- are, are just like frivolous almost feeling because mm-hmm. I know it's like bringing one drop of water out of the ocean. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I can't even compare that much because if you, if there was any way to weigh how much has left the house, it would be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I would say the reason why what came to me when you asked me about the anxiety and I'm at the peak of anxiety, is because everything is screaming right now.
0: Sorry, uh, my audio got cut off oh. because of a stupid Microsoft update. auto update. Uh-oh. So that's why I was signaling to you. So oh, we're back.
1: <laughs> Don't I can't do two things at once.
0: <laughs> I barely can. But I'm glad I caught that. Okay. So, uh, so... <laughs> uh, I forgot what I was saying. You were saying... something <laughs> about your garage. <laughs> That's awesome. No, no, no. That it felt, felt frivolous to you. You've weighed, If you could weigh what's gone out of your house, it would be a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just start over. So what my... Okay. So, you know, I go to a therapist still. And if it weren't for her, I'd be dead right now. She has pulled me through this anxiety. Seriously? Really? Yes. Really?
0: Yes. Okay. Because we, we can use a lot of, you know, I want to shoot myself, whatever, stupid, Great. you know, maybe sounding things. Um, but do you mean that?
1: I mean, I would have fallen in the pit of despair. Okay. And you can't get out of that. And mm-hmm. I was in it for so many years. Okay. So those years of denial and not addressing my hoarding was a way to protect myself from this despair. I was living in it, but I had ways to survive it. Right. And as I start to chip away at the actual heart of the problem, I'm actually chipping away of what is keeping me alive. So I just did this today. I had to run to the um, store to get something for my dog. It's a long story. And I didn't have time to go to the store. I needed to get here. I was worried I was going to be late. But I, I had just enough time to go and check this out. And when I came out, I felt kind of um, like a little more relaxed. And I thought, what is that? And it's because it's like you walk into the store and you've walked in a new dimension And you're now in a shopping mode. And it's kind of like you've checked out from your life for a moment. You've left all your anxieties on the other side of the door. And now you're going to shop. Because none of those are appropriate while you're looking for (laughs) um, doggy diapers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) And it really is kind of like a game of checking in and checking out what you're thinking about. So what did I do all those years? I checked out. I, when I couldn't face it, I'd go shopping. Mm-hmm. It was, a, it was a, a, a source of relief for me, which is ironic because I was adding to the problem. Mm-hmm. But I needed a quick fix. I needed something that was going to preserve me for the next 10 minutes because I'm, I'm so miserable. So when I came out of the store today, it was so funny because it's, it's kind of like I have this ongoing dialogue with me and God, and, and I will answer questions to him that he didn't even ask me. And I get in the car and I just go, oh, it's a form of checking out. And the question would be, why do people like to shop? And I came out of there feeling kind of like, oh, okay, okay. I feel a little better. I feel um, like I took a little mini retreat for just 20 minutes because I wasn't thinking about anything but what I was looking for in the store. Mm -hmm. So it's no uh, uh, surprise to me that if I had, in order to maintain this um, juggling of the balls keeping them in the air you had to keep doing these certain things to keep it going I I couldn't admit I was a hoarder I couldn't start taking away the stuff and then I had to shop to check out to survive and what have I been doing for the last year or two I've taken those three things away And I'm trying to face it with with new tools that I have to pick up. I have to drop all my old tools, and now I have these new tools. And along with that, I have to drop all my rules in my head, which were created to perpetuate the problem. And now I have to question, what do any of these rules mean? And a rule in my mind would would just be, is an obstacle. These are all obstacles. And so my therapist at one point said to me, in the midst of, I was really in the midst of despair in in January. um, It's because I know how close I am and I can't get at it versus someone who is, has thrown in the towel. Mm -hmm. So in many ways, as I get closer to the end, the anxiety has risen because I have so much more to hope for. Mm-hmm. And when I was in the pit, it didn't matter because I was in the pit. This is what the pit is. I have no hope of getting out. Right. And what she was challenging me on is, for so many years, I was relating. The stuff was like number one, and everything else was secondary. And now in my efforts to get beyond this, I'm trying to make stuff of no value. And so what, what's happening to me now is instead of operating from inside the pit, I'm out of the pit, but I have to go in it to deal with the crap. So instead of being in it and kind of shifting around and maybe tossing some stuff out from it, I'm, I've escaped the pit, but I have to go back in it mm-hmm. to get rid of the crap. <laughs> so. It sounds daunting. It It is. And, um, there's the yes, but not now answer that keeps coming to me. Yes, you'll get to that garage, but we're going to have a couple snowstorms in between. Um, yes, you'll get that freedom, um. But right now you have to deal with a dog who has, he went to, he he got groomed and he he got a razor burn. And now he's been licking his Mm. back end and now it's raw. You know, it's like, I don't need these problems. I got enough. If anyone was divvied out problems, I have everyone else's on top of mine. It's like, that's so ridiculous. It's just so stupid. And I recognize a lot of these problems are my own doing. So I'm trying to chuck Things that I don't need mentally, while I'm working on things physically. My husband got a new job and is now actually demanding to use his office continually, not not just for uh, short stints, which is what I was giving him. And he decided to chuck stuff in his office, which only added to the chaos, because now we have paintings and. Furniture and big things to deal with. And it's like, I just need things to be quiet for a while so I can think straight. And everything is yelling at me. Because a lot of my rules of keeping things in boxes have been broken. Because keeping things in boxes doesn't get me anywhere. So if if it, it's hard to explain because right now at this point... Um, the ridiculousness is overwhelming to me, and that can put me in despair. <laughs> mm, mm. And I have been so involved in things that are so um, hopeful and kind of a um, glimpse of my new life that um, I just I just want to be there.
0: Mm-hmm. What keeps you going? Is it that glimpse? Mm-hmm.
1: I'm learning that the patience. I learned this, that in, if you are working on one virtue, you're kind of helping with all virtues. Mm. So I'm learning that the patience that I'm learning, yes, but not now, There's 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 um, there's great reward in that because what will happen is I will have this idea of what I should be getting done and then a train wreck will come and I have to take care of other issues and then when the time comes that I can address it again I get it done ten times faster mm-hmm. and I may have said this before in on one of our co- podcasts but it's kind of like I have to trust. That my timing isn't necessarily uh, God's timing. So it's it, I've really come to 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 realize that the world is a mess, right? In general, we will never get the world in order. In general, and it's really not about that because we we are incapable of fixing what we've done to the world. It's about who we are in spite of it. Mm-hmm. And what does it bring out of us in the midst of it? And it, it's kind of like if we're waiting for everything to be perfect, it's never going to happen. But what can we do in the midst of it, you know, to make it a little better? Because if, if our goal is perfection, then we're just going to stop. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that in my efforts of of trying to follow my um, agenda and then having it disrupted is God's way of saying, <laughs> you think you got it all figured out, don't you? Mm-hmm. You're going to have to trust me because I see the bigger picture. I see what I'm trying to draw out of you, and if you trust me, they'll You'll, you'll be blown away. And that has happened to me so many times that I'm, I'm learning to do that. But I'm just on just the cusp of despair at all times. <laughs> mm. <laughs> then you burst that, in a the, well, the circle laughter. It just sounds like so unhopeful.
0: <laughs> but well, it, it's, it's that pit. yeah. It sounds like like it's always been with you, you know, a realistic view of what your life is like. And you never have been trying to sugarcoat that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but you, it does sound like you're still hopeful.
1: Yeah. And it's funny because I am the pit creator. Well,
0: <laughs> maybe we all are in some ways. Right. Right? I mean, I don't think you're any different than a lot of people, and we can look at whatever it is our mess is mm-hmm. um, and probably draw a line back to some of our own doings. Some not, for sure, um, but yeah, But yeah, I think a lot of us are um, have responsibility and accountability for the messes that we're in. Mm-hmm. So your therapist is being very helpful Mm -hmm. right now, keeping you out of, helping you stay out of Mm -hmm. despair. Um, She had suggested the last time, one of the last times we checked in that you only think about and deal with your stuff one day a week. Mm -hmm. Has that held up?
1: Well, kind of, sort of. That day is supposed to be Mondays and my Mondays keep getting hijacked. And it was really hijacked yesterday. And that's what that's the weight the yes but not mm. now. And um So it may be less than Yes. Well that seems to be
0: somewhat of an improvement, doesn't it? Because it, weren't you like every day hyper
1: focused yes, on it? Right. And and that's what's interesting is um I think what happens is if you can step away from it, your perspective gets, uh, it's not just changed, but it gets a better focus.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, so then when I go back into it, I I kind of flip through things quicker.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it could be that that's what's happening to me right now is my perspective is gaining.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, maybe you're uh, getting the same amount done. Right. With less attention spent on it, right? And hooray,
1: right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> would <that> be great? Right? <laughs> yeah, and and in the midst of this, um, my my husband, um, I think that he's he's sensing all these changes in me. Whatever he can see too, but he can sense it because my um, conversation isn't about stuff. Hmm. And um, I think he's afraid to hope. So he's kind of on that little balance beam himself. Mm-hmm. But he's becoming more vocal and more optimistic and more um, of a participant. Mm. So, Say I mean... more about
0: that. What do you mean participant?
1: Um. So... He's cooking more. Mm -hmm. Um, He's coming along with me to things more. He's becoming more involved in things. Um, He's not saying no so much. And what's damaging about having a house full of crap is a shaming, right? And you don't want to know anybody. And if I were doing this in the proper way, I'd get my house clean and then get to know people. But somehow what's happened is it's flipped where I'm making friends. I'm getting to know a community. I'm part of a community. I feel like if I moved, I'd be missed. Mm-hmm. When have I ever felt that? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's kind of like, Maybe, maybe I put the cart before the horse, but without that, what would I have to aspire to?
0: Mm-hmm. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm.
1: But there's this kind of anxiety that we both share of if, what if someone comes over? And I've proven I can clean the house and be, make it presentable, but we want to tear up the carpeting. We want to repaint. I mean, it's, it's beyond just cleaning it up. We want to do stuff right and um it's it's kind of like such an effort everything is such an effort and I think in the past he would think uh everything's impossible you're never going to change why would we want to meet anybody Mm. and it's 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 just like a it's a contagious shame And that's changing now. It's changing. And so spring will help. Spring is just (laughs) somewhere. And I cannot wait. I just cannot wait. I mean, the other day I'm like, okay, maybe it's not that big of a deal with the snow. I can go load up the truck and, you know, at least get it all loaded. And I'm telling you, I went out there and the snow was crunchy and icy and almost killed myself. And I'm like, because this is the time where it melts and then... Mm -hmm. Refreezes and it's not snow anymore; it's ice. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this stuff makes me angry. <laughs> so the obstacles have increased,
0: and <laughs> your desire to get it done has increased. Right. And that's right. that's a cool right. thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, next week I think we're done with snow. Do
1: you think so? Is it on our calendar? <laughs>
0: So it shouldn't be long before you can pack up and get, get out. Get it
1: gone. Yeah,
0: yeah. If you had to, hmm, I'm creating this in my brain and then thinking, I wonder if this is a good question or not, but inviting people into your home to socialize mm-hmm. is that a goal that you mm-hmm. think you and your your spouse share i know you've mm-hmm. talked about having a friend stay overnight mm-hmm. that knows you really well so there's some
1: <laughs> she'd be an
0: uh, exception because be a, she
1: knows right yeah
0: exactly right. so so some unsuspecting mm-hmm. um friends um so that's a goal that mm-hmm. you would love to mm-hmm. have any, this is what I'm hesitating about. Is there any way to say, gosh, it would be nice if we could do it by, I mean, nice. Right. You would say, you know, a year ago, whatever. But a right. realistic line in the sand for something like well, that?
1: I'm turning 50 in June. Oh. Oh. And that's kind of been in the back of my mind and that's another thing that's going on. I ain't no spring chicken. <laughs> and I think up until about two months ago, I felt 24. <laughs> and I'm feeling really 50 right now. Hmm. <laughs> my, ear, my ears have caught on. I went to my chiropractor and I said, my back hurts, my neck hurts, my, my jaw has been closing where I can't bite without hurting, my feet hurt. My rings are swollen. My wheels are falling off. <laughs> I'm like, I'm I'm gonna be fifty, and it's 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 happening. Hmm. And he assured me his the change in the weather, and he was trying to help me out. And I really do have a back problem, and it's because we need a new bed. We haven't chosen a new bed, but that's the next thing okay. that's gonna sh- shift. But um, I have never felt my age until this year. Hmm. It's like it's all catching up. (laughs) The denial.
0: (laughs) Well, you look.
1: We could have a podcast. I'm 50 and I know it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm older than you, so you are a spring chicken to me. Well, I I should clarify why that's a big deal. Because I always thought we'd have kids. Okay. And I have been grieving that. Oh, Big time. Okay. there, there we go. Now, yeah. and and it's it's interesting because it's about um, uh, consequences of choices, mm. and I've had to decide that um, somehow good will come of it, even though it wasn't what it should be. I I just always felt like I'd have kids, um, but that maybe maybe the good of it would be what i can do for people because i don't have to worry about children i don't know hmm. so that the age is 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 really kind of a a oh, shocker
0: yeah there's certain numbers that can really mm-hmm. um it's different for different people mine was 30 that mm-hmm. was a bigger deal for me than 50 um but because, yeah, what what have you maybe silently set up for yourself mm-hmm. that now you have to face? Mm-hmm. Your expectations aren't being met. Mm-hmm. And so yours must be this one. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's this one.
1: Well, and I, I work at a couple jobs where I see families and children and I see people. And it, it's so weird because um, I have this thing where I'm like, oh. This is what my mom probably went through. And in my world, my mom was about a million years old. (laughs) And she wasn't. And when I see people my age getting together who have kids who are in college, who are starting to have their own kids, and I'm like, boy, did I miss something. Hmm. I missed the whole era. And and it will dawn on me that these are conversations my mom probably had while well, we were going to college and I just, just just kind of um discounted her as an old mom. Hmm. and she wasn't. And it's it's just this kind of realization and I think the reason why I realize it is because of the unique situation I'm in. Um everyone else uh there goes my phone. Everyone else is living it. You know? Well, who you're
0: seeing is living it. Right. And if you're at a school there's People who don't have kids that you're not seeing at a school.
1: Right. But right. Obviously right. Obviously it's very much
0: in your face. Right.
1: It it's kind of like the theme for me right now. Mm-hmm. And again, that could be something that could I could fall into despair because it's the choices I made and now I'm reaping those. And so it it's kind of like I have to have hope that something um something good can come.
0: Well, you have talked about what those things could be, that Mm -hmm. you're starting to hear voices, Mm -hmm. or maybe not. Yeah, starting to hear voices that have been, you said, something like clamoring at you for Mm -hmm. a long, long time, Mm -hmm. and now you're hearing them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are you hearing anymore, or Mm -hmm. is it mostly,
1: it's too late, Mary? (laughs) No, I'm not getting it. It's too late, but I am getting the firm... This is reality. And I think in the past, the reality was too hard for me mm. to face. I was just thinking, you're strong
0: enough now mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. face
1: mm-hmm. We'll the ca- difficult. We'll catch this. Any of the, okay, let's say somehow uh, all my junk got got given away. And I... Empty the nest came, loaded up their trucks, and drove off. And maybe that happened 10 years ago. I wouldn't have been healed.
0: Yep. We've talked about that, where it wouldn't have mattered. And that's what we worry about with those hoarder TV shows, is that it didn't solve the underlying problem.
1: Right. And so I'm... It's easy for me to say now that I'm ready to have children. Well, look at what I had to go through to get there. I mean... For the longest time I was running from children i I was like, "Oh my gosh I wouldn't want to be a mom i I, I just felt like I'd be in this disaster well I would have been and people say, "Oh well you rise to the occasion maybe maybe I would have risen to the occasion occasion and had somebody toss everything out but again this wouldn't have been underlined this underlying stuff wouldn't have been addressed mm-hmm. and it's big it's 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 like <sighs> Maybe some of the problems I'm touching on, people have. But mine was just explosive, exponential. And you can tell by how much I'm dealing with in a house, right? Right. So I've been kind of equating it with every item I own was me searching for love. And that was an injured person for how many years? And how do you give love if you don't have it? And how would I have been as a parent? A disaster. I would have been a disaster. So I, I'm not saying everyone has to wait till they're fixed because I am not fixed. But it's easy for me to look back and say, "Oh, why mm. didn't I do this?" And it's because of where I am now. Right. And it's it's kind of like saying I'm going to move and I want to move to Colorado, thinking you're going to bring all your friends and your um, conveniences with you. No, when you move, you're moving. <laughs> You're not, you're in a new place, new people, new surroundings, new dynamics, new targets. You know what I mean? It's like everything's new. You can't take what you're comfortable with and move and expect it all to follow you. It's, it's not. And so whatever hell I went through and have been going through for the last, especially the last few months, brought me to this point where I can grieve it. But at the same time, I have to recognize I'm a different person to be able to do that mm-hmm. yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. I've been reading a or finished a book that has been phenomenal about coming to terms with feelings that you couldn't deal with as a kid like mm. you set up this this system because you're not mature, you don't have good um, processes in your brain, and or you grow up and you've got those same structures you set up as a little kid, but now you could. Do mm-hmm. it differently. You just have to recognize that you haven't been doing it. And oh crap, I keep doing what I used to do as a little kid and find a new way. Right. Find a new way through the difficult emotions. And this seems to me like the hugest recovery point for you mm-hmm. of a lot of huge points mm-hmm. that you've experienced, which is being able to look at the difficult decisions or feelings consequences that is amazing Mm. if you can do that and Mm. it would absolutely suck it would absolutely Mm -hmm. suck and if you run from that right now Mm -hmm. um because it's too painful it still will be there Mm -hmm. so you can come back (laughs) Mm -hmm. take another crack at it when you feel better or you can keep kind of slogging through it with the support you've got with your therapist and so happy that your spouse is seeing the hope because maybe you can just kind of look at him to say, hope for both of us mm-hmm. right now.
1: I need it. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, once again, I admire you for bearing all for us <laughs> because um, I know there are other people who are exactly feeling um, along with you and struggling in their own way and, and we get a lot of feedback that your willingness to do this is, is so brave and helpful. And so I'm going to end it here for today. Okay. Thanks, Mary. Thank you. And that ends today's Chronicle. I think I've wrongly assumed that since making progress is good, it will also feel good. But I'm learning that progress hurts But it's still progress, and not to be avoided. Maturity is seeing this, and doing it anyway. And I hope you know by now that I'm not just talking about Mary, but all of us. What we are all faced with, whether we choose to deal with it or not. That's really the universal story Mary is telling here. If you'd like to connect between episodes, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at ClutterCron. Many thanks to my brother Michael for providing the gorgeous music for our show. Find him on lowlife.com, L-O-L-I-F-E dot com. I'm Laurie Koppelman. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned to find out what happens next on Clutter Chronicles.